When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray, and believe it or not, my name is Ray, and I'm going to be the one talking football with you. Before we cut to the show, you need to remember that we are talking about a kid's game that's played by grown men. So sit back, relax, don't take yourself too serious, and let's have a little bit of fun in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Football with Ray. My name is Ray, so I guess that means I'm going to be the one talking football with you. It's Friday. Friday, finally Friday. And I won't be here to make your ears bleed over the internet. And it's also Friday, and that means that I am going to be joined by my Patreon members over on the Ray Route Patreon page. All of you who aren't joining us tonight, you have the opportunity. I tell you all the time, it's only $5 a month. Head on over to the Patreon page, join the chat. You get exclusive content, and you get to be a part of the Friday podcast each and every week. Last week, it was described as a giggle fest, and that was used as an insult. But I had a pretty good fucking time, so that's all that matters. I'm telling you what, ladies and gentlemen, the moment that I don't enjoy doing this podcast, the moment I don't enjoy creating content, the moment that it becomes miserable for me, I quit straight up. I have a full-time job. It pays me a lot of money. Yeah, this income is good, but I don't do it for the cash. Clearly, I wouldn't have a full-time job if I was doing this for the money. I do this because I love it. I want to start right now by putting a big shout out and a big rest in peace and thoughts to Demarius Thomas. I'm not going to do a separate video about it because I refuse to use his name to get a click and they make ad revenue and all that kind of stuff. So it won't be on Newsbreak, won't be anywhere else. Way too young, man. 33 years old. Would have been 34 Christmas Day. Like I'm a year older than him. It's... And I think what what was kind of the craziest of it all was that the outpour I saw for Demarius Thomas on Twitter from former players and audience, I've never seen that in my life after a player death. It was unbelievable. He was a Patriot for a summer, and the Patriots did him wrong. Cut him, said don't re-sign anybody else, re-signed him. Then the Patriots signed Antonio Brown. And traded Demarius Thomas to the Jets of all the teams. However, 
what I learned about Demarius Thomas is that I'm going to fully admit I didn't know about him before yesterday and today was the kind of dude that he was. And I saw him with a lot of young children. And they said that the happiest he was is when he was making kids smile and he was, you know, doing charity work. And uh, again, I've just, I've never seen, I mean, you see the shout outs, you see the people, I've never seen the outpour from media, from every market, from players, from every team, retired players, everything. And uh, rest in peace to Demarius Thomas. And I think that, and he was a great player, Super Bowl champion. I mean, that's that kind of thing. But I think the legacy he's going to leave behind obviously isn't going to be the football field, which is this, there's some people out there that the legacy they leave is the football field. I mean, we know, we know countless examples of that. Demarius Thomas is going to leave a legacy of just being a great human being. If everything I'm seeing is correct and, and there's just too many people to say it's not. It also made me think about my content. I'm pretty quick to uh, judge, pretty quick to insult young players because you get stuck in the moment. You think of them as meat robots, right? Just going out playing a game. Modern day gladiators for our entertainment. Demarius Thomas is a year younger than me. Just an absolute tragedy. Rest in peace to Demarius Thomas. Okay, so I'm hoping to have a, a fun experience tonight. We've already got some people in the waiting room waiting to come on. They're going, Ray, shut up. Yes, yes, we got to give Demarius Thomas his props, but shut up. I pay to be on this show. Let me on. So I'm going to let them all on. Here's what I do. I'm going to go cut to a pre-recorded ad, hear about my sponsors and my bosses over at Newsbreak, and when I return, it'll be the Patreon crew with me. We're going to talk about, well, whatever the fuck they want to talk about. We'll be back in a second here on Talking Football with Ray. Over 1 billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of my channel, they're also my bosses. I have been marked as a top contributor for Newsbreak covering the entire NFL. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description, and it directly supports my channel. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency. Every time somebody downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my NFL content for free while also supporting the channel. It's a win-win for everybody, so please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. And we're back here live on Talking Football with Ray. You can find, we're live on Twitter. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. And you guys all know I am the king of self-promotion. So deal with me for a minute when I self-promote. You can find all my content all over the internet. YouTube, Twitter, Newsbreak, Patreon. Of course, the podcast networks, right? Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the other ones I can't name. And, of course, you can find my podcast and my blogs over at DeanBlundell.com. I just wrote an article about how Tom Brady's going to kick the shit out of the Buffalo Bills. Make sure you come check out my YouTube channel, Talking Football with Ray, and NFL News with Ray. Make sure that you check out my exclusive content over on the Ray Rao Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Sports. Links are in the description. Of course, if you were a member of the Patreon club, you could have been on right now with me, muted as I self-promote. No matter how you're watching, no matter how you're listening, make sure you hit that like button. If you haven't done it yet, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on all of the podcast networks. And with that being said, 
gentlemen of Patreon, how are you doing? We got from Colts Law, Mr. Lawrence Owen. I made a 10-minute appearance on his channel last night. It would have been 20 if you would have made me wait 10 fucking minutes in the waiting room. <laughs> I, got, I got my Thursday night buddy, co-host, Mr. Mike N. I got my man, Matt, who was on with Lawrence last night as well. The one who tweeted me, he was like, hey, you got to come over. I'm like, hey, man, Thursdays are a pain in the ass. But I got it. And, and they all got to see me lying in my bed uh, on that podcast. And, of course, all the way from Deutschland, we have Mr. Thomas. Guten Tag. And he's got Guten the brewskis Tag. out, which means he's not going to work after this uh, after this hangout. <laughs> yeah. What kind of beer is that? No, this is a uh, coffee mug. Oh, it's coffee. Oh, so you are going to work. No. no, no. Listen, I want to give Thomas a shout out because people on the Patreon know this. So we used to do this hangout every two, every second Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time until like one day I was like, oh, the hell with it. Let's make it the podcast, right? And Thomas comes to every single one minus one because he was on vacation. So we gave him the we gave him the clearance. Thomas, what time in Germany is it right now? Oh, it's um, half half past uh, half past one. So this guy so gets one, up. It's like one one thirty five, one forty. Is it? This guy gets up one thirty in the morning to come <laughs> on here, and you know how many times he's hung with us till eleven o'clock at night. So it's like four or five yeah. o'clock in the morning, and at some <laughs> point, Francisco's going to come kick him by. He's in he's in Portugal. It's it's insane. So it used to be later for you, right? Because oh no, when we yeah. started at eight thirty, you'd get up at two thirty in the morning. Like that's insane. Yeah, that is. <laughs> in the morning. And, and and I need you to for the for the sake of the the podcast audience who hasn't heard this story, what does your wife say to you when you say I'm getting up in the middle of the night to go hang out with some guys on the internet? <laughs> You're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it gets even better if I have to go to work. She says, uh, "You um, don't don't think that when you come home, uh, I take the kids and you can rest. No way." But like, listen, listen, this is how smart Thomas is. All right, he's on our he's on our stream sometime. I think it was early spring. He was on the hangout, and he says he's telling us a story. He says, "Yeah, I got the kids this weekend." And there, there, we went on a streak where we woke the kids up at least one every Friday, right? One of the kids would come out yeah. and, and hang out yeah. because we'd, we'd wake them up. Yeah. And uh, Thomas, <laughs> so so Thomas says, I'm alone with the kids this week. And I sent my wife on vacation. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, because I bought a new hat. So <laughs> I, I figured you go on vacation and I get a new Patriots hat. And I was like, that's fantastic. Right. <laughs> that's just the, that's the best trade off in the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. By the way, number 50 is on the way. Number 50. What one is it? Yeah. It's a throwback. You got nice. And, nice. Oh, and, yeah. I I was gonna just say if you go on Twitter you can see pictures of his hat collection but he's got a private account so you can't go see it but uh yeah no he's got his he's got a you got to update the picture now yeah yeah I must I it's it's just picture on uh, Twitter is uh, very old so uh, yeah so you got you got a lot more to that. add to that yeah yeah. So, so we won't get too much into Thomas's hats because that just turned into a, a Pandora's box last week of Mario running out and grabbing <laughs> jerseys and 
and and I was showing was awesome. I was showing jerseys and trading yeah. cards, cards. And it just, yep. it, yeah it turned into uh this was after the show and it just turned into a fucking disaster. Lawrence, where how are you, man? By, where is he by the way? I waited three days to to make fun <laughs> of him and now he's not gonna be here. Oh, I didn't even throw him the invite tonight. I don't want him to feel obligated to have to come every Friday. Oh, oh no, no, no. Make him feel obligated. I want to make fun of him. No, I don't want to. He already helps me out on Wednesdays. I don't want to take away his Friday. Oh. Lawrence is Lawrence is like me. Like he doesn't have a life. Like him and I, like this, this is our life. If it's not right. other oh, obligation outside of like some minor obligations, it's like content creation. So I'm like, right. hey I'm Lawrence. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna trash him amongst us then. I'm like, Lawrence, if you can make it, make it. If you can't, you can't. Well, I just want to say, um, dude, in Germany, I, I understand that's a coffee, but isn't there like a, a 5% alcohol content minimum in Germany and all drinks that are sold in that country? <laughs> pretty, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I figured as much. Did you guys mm-hmm. ever watch, um, what was it? It was the, it was a, it was about beer, it was like a beer drinking contest. These guys went to Germany for Oktoberfest. Oh god! And they ended up becoming the American beer drinking team, and uh, that's what Das Boots. Remember Das Boots came, oh, yes, became das famous boot, yeah. for like, uh-huh. Das Das Boots. Yeah, it's fucking expensive on Oktoberfest. It's been canceled now for the last two years. No Oktoberfest yeah. last year. Yeah. Uh, weird game. I was watching. Uh, Everybody can go to sleep, but I was watching the Champions League game this week between Barcelona and uh, Bayern Munich, and for the first time this season, they were back to an empty stadium in in Munich, and it was another quiet, empty. Was was it empty? The game you watched today is it right across Germany now? Empty stadiums? No, no, it's uh, no, no, it's not. Uh, um, it they are separated from the from the um, from the States? states, you know? Yeah. So Bavaria was the first to cancel, and uh, I think some in in East Germany, also Sachsen, Saxonia, or how is it called, and Thuringia. Uh, this those two. Are people rioting over it? Are there are there anti 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 lockdown cases and that kind of thing? Uh, depends. Um, there are many people who who was uh, really outraged at the uh, uh, at the Derby Cologne München Gladbach that the stadium was full and our uh, uh, COVID rate is going through the roof. You know, one hundred. So you guys know in Germany today, if I'm reading this correctly, and if I'm wrong, Thomas, please stop me because this number seems unbelievable. One hundred and three thousand cases today. Is that correct? Wow. Yep. 103,000 new cases today. They have a seven-day rolling average of 52,935. Mm-hmm. Wow, so That's you guys just have in a, Germany? You guys have a straight... That's just in Germany. Wow. wow. Like crisis going on then right now with the yeah. with COVID, huh? Yeah. yeah, it came out of nowhere and uh, thought everything was cool, and then boom, goes up. Now how yeah it's um yeah it, it's it's insane all Europe's being decimated again right now right and it's uh it's weird because you know I like people who been watching the show forever I never talked about Bayern Munich you know what I mean like ever um I only talked about the Patriots and it was during covid stuff that I began 
publicly telling people I'm a Bayern fan. A couple people knew, like Tyson over from Master at Work knew because he's a Dortmund supporter. So him and I would, you know, DM each other and, and talk ish. And, and he, he's from Germany and his family's from Bavaria as well. And, and we just, you know, whatever. But I didn't like, I didn't really make it like a real public thing. Um, but now I'm like, I'm making it public. I'm wearing my gear all the time. Like I'm just, I'm showing my pride of, of, of the Bundesliga uh, or of Bayern Munich, but especially the Bundesliga. And I've been, people have asked me why, like, why did you come out? And, and, and first of all, a lot of people need to know, and I, no offense to anybody, but football, like European football or soccer, as we know it here has always been my favorite sport, even over NFL football. Um, just, I just, I love the Patriots. I love soccer. So it's all kind of went hand in hand. But during the pandemic, when Lawrence and I were trying to do sports shows with no sports on, it was fantastic. Um, over on <laughs> right. Sportscaster. In May of 2020, the Bundesliga was the first professional team sports league to return to action. I think PGA golf and, and auto racing was back a week prior, but the right. first the first like team sport was the Bundesliga. And I remember on the Bayern played on the Sunday. And it was Bayern versus Cologne, right? It, right, that was the return game, right? Bayern versus Cologne, that was the return game. Bayern won. And I cheered every goal. And what was seamlessly a meaningless game, like there was like eight games left in the season or 10 games left in the season. Bayern had first place, like virtually wrapped up. They had to win like three more games to mathematically win the championship but i cheered every goal as if it was like a knockout elimination game and my wife is like why are you and i'm like pacing the house and she's like why are you so anxious because normally a saturday like for me it's a saturday morning i'm just quiet on the couch watching watching this games and i'm just going nuts and she's like why are you doing that and i'm like because i have something to cheer for like right. it's a, the sports are back and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be straight with you guys and and only one who really, really knows this is Lawrence. I was in a bad place at the beginning of COVID. Like my mentally, I was, I was fried. Like, first of all, because of what I do for a living, I was dealing with clients who were trying to deal with it. I had a daughter who was, went into a serious depression. You know, my youngest, my oldest daughter, I mean, in a three week span, she lost her Florida trip. Her hmm. birthday party got 13 years old. She lost her Florida trip. Her thirteenth or fourteenth, yeah, fourteenth birthday got canceled because her birthday's April third. And then here in Canada, it's like a big thing. In grade eight, you go on a school trip, right? Like everybody can't wait till their grade eight. You go on a school trip, and you either go to like a different Canadian city where you do it. And then her her school trip got canceled, so she was just devastated. Lost her vacation. Lost her school trip. Birthday. You know, we couldn't even at that point, even there was no like stores open to even get like party decorations. So we had like a mixed match of decorations from different birthdays. It was like I laughed because it was like a flamingo fucking my little pony fucking Rugrats themed birthday party. And so I was in a bad place like she's in a bad place. I'm working from home. I'm trying to and this is early parts of the pandemic. So right early parts of the pandemic i don't know what you know we don't know when we're going back out uh, i'm doing this at this point sportscaster had us going seven days a week sometimes twice a day lawrence was like 
Lawrence was on five days, five times a day, seven days a week, and they had him on a schedule. I'm not even kidding you guys. Mm -hmm. They had Lawrence on a schedule that he had to be available from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. at night whenever they called him or messaged him to say, Lawrence, you got to go do this story. His first day, he was fixing his truck and almost got fired. It was hilarious. First day on the job. Well, you can tell that story in a sec. Anyways, when the Bundesliga came back, that's what pulled me from my depression. That's what pulled me. It was something to cheer for. That's the happiest I had been since basically. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like people as it is. So being like isolated is okay. But telling me I couldn't (laughs) see people. That's what got, and we didn't know anything about the pandemic at that point, right? I mean, Lawrence, I remember when you got sick at the beginning of the pandemic, we were all panicking. We were messing with this guy like every hour. You okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Like we were terrified. Nobody knew what this this thing was, right? Yeah. And uh, the Bundesliga kind of pulled me out of my depression. So after that, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to flaunt how much I love Bayern because it was really like, and and I wrote an article, and, and I fucking wish Sportscaster would have at least sent me my shit and not just deleted it. But I wrote an article on Tecmo Hole, which was their sister company, and I basically wrote how when you think about these like major events in life, 9-11, the Boston bombing and all that kind of thing, I talked about George Bush throwing out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium or the Mike Piazza yep. home run, or you think the Patriots winning the Super Bowl after 9-11 or, you know, David Ortiz, this is my fucking city. You know what I mean? Um, baseball, yep. baseball stadiums around the country singing Sweet Caroline standing for Boston, like there's sports were always there to pull us out of these things mm-hmm. yes it the, was. the day the nba shut down and then subsequently every other major league shut down with that i wrote this article like sports aren't there to help us this time you know what i mean like they weren't there to mm-hmm. it's like this podcast and we're getting so deep on a podcast but and i think that and i used to say this to lawrence all that lawrence and i during that period used to have like an hour and a half chat after every fucking stream like we would just be on shooting the shit and i remember telling him like i felt it was like my duty and our duty to come out each night and talk about sports even though they didn't exist have fun make our jokes and just distract people mm-hmm. from every day and then we started getting messages from like nurses and paramedics and firefighters and stuff who are like man i just love watch like I, even if i can't catch it live like just i come home and i watch your shit and it just you know you guys never talk about the disease you never talk about covid you never talk about politics and i'm not saying i'm a hero but i felt like a hero at that time you know what i mean because if i could get those first responders an hour where they just weren't thinking about all that shit and they were just Mm -hmm. watching or anybody who was like me who was mentally fucked even though i wasn't showing it you know what i mean because i can act and i can come out here and be a professional and and entertain but anybody who's meant if for an hour i could distract people from real life and lawrence as well i think that like it, it was just such a unique fucking time you know what i mean and then then the bundesliga rolls back pulls me out of it and now I'm kind of sitting here going like, holy fuck, we're going backwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now it's, we're back to empty stadiums, and it's crazy. Well, yeah. It's like uh, I got a friend of mine from the Netherlands, um, and he, he told me a, a much similar to, to, to what's going on in Germany. He said, you know, just a few months ago, they was getting, I think it was like 1,500, you know, a seven-day 1,500 rollover. 
And I think now it's sitting right around, and this is the Netherlands, and they're getting something like 23,000 seven-day mm-hmm. rollovers. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, here in, here in Ontario, um, three weeks ago, we were at 300 a day, 300 a day, seven-day mm-hmm. rollovers. We just hit 1,400 today. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 quickly escalating again. Um, mm-hmm. Because we, you know, it, it's just one of those things, right? It, it's and I'm not getting into the politics of things. I just tell people protect yourself, mm-hmm. whether that's through vaccines. If you're not vaccinated, then social distance, wear a mask, keep yourself away. It's a serious thing. Hey, listen, I've just been sick for a week and I had to get tested and I was worried and. The moment Lawrence heard my voice, I saw panic in his eyes. And he's like, dude, are you this? Are you that? And he starts throwing symptoms at me. This shit is Mm -hmm. still real. However, you have to protect yourself. Protect yourself. You know what I mean? You you don't have to stop your life. You don't have to hide in your basement. I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. But social distancing, anything like that, make sure that you're keeping yourself safe out there. Because I want to make sure each and every night you're either here watching or you're here on the screen with me. Um, COVID's real. And uh, I just hope that everybody is, uh, you know, everybody stays safe out there. Let's fucking lighten up the subjects a little bit. Let's talk about Lawrence having to work fucking five times a day, seven (laughs) days a week and be be available (laughs) for 12 hours. And then tell them how you almost got fired day one. Oh, my goodness. He he told me the way he messaged me and said, you know, from nine to nine, I thought it was like on call nine to nine. But you know, he'd have to get a hold of me and, and, and my time could, would change it up. But like, so I, I show up or I, 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 I go, I'm like, okay, well, I got to fix my truck. Cause I had to put a, a, a new drive, not drive shaft, but something like that in. And, um, it's like four o'clock and then still no text. And I get up there and there's like, why ain't you on? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You ain't let me know. And he goes, no, 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 you need to be on that, that the schedule was to be on. And I was like, no, dude, you, you need to set me up with exact specific times. I need to be on, not, you know, th- this kind of, cause, uh, that, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, was, I almost got fired and, I, and, and it was because of miscommunication. You know, I just remember he called a meeting with the three of us. Um, and we're the NFL team. He's just like, he's like, Lawrence, you and I will have a meeting tomorrow and we'll talk about things. Yeah. And Lawrence comes on and goes, the fucking guy asked me if I really wanted to do this. <laughs> so listen, you could legit catch Lawrence like all day on Sportscaster. And then we were dealing with this guy, Joe. Joe was a good guy, but Joe was fucking notoriously late. So Lawrence is on his fifth show of the day. We're supposed to do a one hour. We're supposed to do a one hour hit from seven till eight o'clock. A one hour, his fucking fifth stream of the day. And we'd be doing this one hour hit. And it'd be like 7.15 and fucking Joe hadn't showed up. And he's like. Well, I'll just be late and I'll just do it without you guys. Is what he's saying to us. Yeah, he's like, I'll just do it. Don't worry. We're like, we're sitting there with our fucking, all our shit set up. We we're like, no, we'll, we'll go. We'll Wait, do so, it. So did he did did he expect you to do this every day of the week? Like, yeah. Don't, Lawrence didn't. Oh listen, shit. We so were, you were I got, I got when we first and everybody. Let's shit. let's face it. Everybody, including Lawrence, can thank me. Because we got called into a meeting about two months into this. And after the meeting, I said, Nick, can you hang on the call? I need to talk to you for a second. And he's like, sure, right? 
And at this point, I was doing it twice a day, five days a week, or seven days a week, twice a day, seven days a week. I was doing a seven o'clock hit with Lawrence and Joe, and then I was doing a nine o'clock hit by myself. And this is pre-Connor, right? So I'm doing a nine o'clock hit by myself. Well, again, as I said, Joe never showed up at seven o'clock. So some nights we were finishing at fucking 10 to nine. That gave me time to go up, pour a coffee, have a smoke, and then do another hour that I had no time to prep for. Because I just fucking, you know, whatever. So I said, Nick, can you hang on the call for a minute? He's like, sure. Because I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm like, twice a day, seven days a week, fucking blah. And he, he tried to put the, like, well, Lawrence does at five. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what Lawrence does. <laughs> I'm like, so then you know what he says to me? He goes, oh, he says, I forgot you're Canadian. I swear to God. He goes, I forgot you're Canadian. What and I'm the like, fuck what does that mean? mean? <laughs> That's what yeah. I said. I go, what does that mean? I'm Canadian. He's like, oh, you know, he's like Americans, like, like you guys are really into like family time and weekends and shit. He's like, in America, we're just like work, 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 work. And I'm like, fuck off. You guys don't spend time with your family in fucking <laughs> the United States. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the Nick, fuck Nick, out of here. Nick's from Jersey, so you know, right? Yeah. Oh <laughs> God. And I just like, I just, I just was dumbfounded. Oh, I forgot you're Canadian. Like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm Canadian. <laughs> Uh, that's yeah you have a social life and then and then after they killed that whole five days a week for me and 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 and, and they cut it down to where, where we were doing it like uh, three or four days a week you know amongst each other we were doing pre games yeah doing all the pregame the, the issue was was on monday morning on monday morning i got hit and that he was like i need you to do a 15 minute stream on a different stream, 15 minute stream for every game that was played on Sunday. I remember that. Didn't you, didn't you eventually just say, I'll give you five minutes each? Like, I can't do 15. I said, I'll do five videos separate. And I get to pick the damn games because I'm not going to do Jacksonville versus the Jets. Okay. I was say, <laughs> Holy I, shit. I just, you know what? He tried to grow too quick. Like that was mm -hmm. so when we all got recruited to sportscast, you got to you got the sportscaster through the podcast network, right? Isn't that how you ended up yeah. on sportscaster? You got there through the podcast network. Mm -hmm. I got recruited from YouTube. There was about 30 of us that got recruited from YouTube. There's two Patriots guys for fucking God for knows God knows what reason. And um, I think really, really quickly they realized that he was a really good. It's uh, it's Patriots Global. No, like, he's a really good. He's getting better. I've seen like his live stuff. He's getting way better live. At that point, he wasn't really a live guy, so he was coming on. You could kind of see the struggle. So they trying to and and he was busy with his own shit. So I think they kind of made it more of a, a sponsored deal for him. And I got offered um, play by play, and uh, so I had to do some uh, Patriots play by play. This was mm -hmm. the 2019 season, play by play, and then a nightly show at nine o'clock, half hour, mm -hmm. half half hour cut, and that was for a little bit of money. And I was like, sure, right? I'll give up the better money I'm making on YouTube to come do this. And you know, came <laughs> over right. and and then uh, I got I got a bit of a raise, and then in and then I didn't get paid in January and thought I was done. And I like messaged them and I'm like, oh, am I finished? And he's like, no, I got big plans for you. I'm like, are you going to pay me? <laughs> right? And he's like, sure. <laughs> and then I think in March is when he he just said, hang on till March. And then approached me in March. We had gone into lockdown at that point and said, mm -hmm. um, 
I'm starting this whole thing. We got this deal with clutch points and we're going to, you know, put this NFL team together. And just coincidentally, Lawrence had like been in my chat a few times and I'd gone over and watched him and been in mm-hmm. his chat. So I already kind of knew who he was. I didn't know who Joe was when, when mm-hmm. Joe showed up. And then they made us the NFL team. And we started by doing our own individual shit. And then very quickly, then they were like, hey, just if you can make it and other guys on, you jump on. And then all of a sudden, we were this fucking nightly show at 7 o'clock, seven days a week, talking about Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson. See, yeah, right. That was ridiculous. Uh, but <laughs> I started off where, uh, like you said, I was part of a podcast network. There was dozens of people and part of this pod, uh, podcast. And they were like, hey, there's this, there's this new thing called Newsbreak, and we're going to try to do videos on it and blah, blah, blah. So I started doing videos on it, and then I noticed, oh, they have a like a, a, a contest. You know, the guys with the most views, you know, per month would get like $200, $500, And I was like, oh, I, I'm on it. I'm on it. I need the money. So mm-hmm. I started doing all these videos, and I, I, I'm in the top three like for like four months straight, right? And then I let me guys full full press coverage was beating you, and because their shit got streamed on every fucking network, every platform they have. Yeah, there was there was, it got it got flipped. Like some of like once news break, once you won it, like top three in yeah. in, in, in like two or three months in a row. Yeah. Then news that then then new uh sportscaster would hire you directly on, right? Because yeah. I remember what they would do. Full press coverage was always winning in Rum mm-hmm. Boys. It was always between them mm-hmm. and Rum Boys who was going mm-hmm. to to take well, it. I I got, I hit I hit top three like four months in a row, and then Nick got a hold of the podcast network head and said, "Hey, I want I want Lawrence. Sorry, is that cool?" And then he said, "That's fine." And then we had a little bit of issue between me and the podcast network. And then I was like, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to sportscaster because he's going to pay me straight cash. Uh, and I, I did not realize what was going to, you know, go through with, I would not take away my sportscaster experience as, as painful as it was at times. It was a learning experience. It was an incredible learning experience. And I met you and a bunch of other people, but mainly you, through that and and we've we've got we've garnered a really good uh not just working relationship but just a friendship in a general friendship, yeah absolutely time. and we've never met each other exactly. never met each other in person no exactly but yeah no it was really it was cool because we joe was from california obviously mm-hmm. um lawrence from indiana i'm from toronto and it was very much like this patreon you know you got thomas in germany nick mm-hmm. in boston matt in florida and it's like, you're just like, I remember we were just like learning about each other. Like where I remember like us just talking about like housing prices and we'd be off the air. Like, just <laughs> like I'd be teaching them about Canada and they'd be teaching me about the States. And we'd just be like having these like fucking awesome conversations. And, um, but it just got to, as much as I loved being with Lawrence, it just got too much. Like, it was like, fuck man. Like I can't two shows a day, seven days a week, like, and at seven and nine. So like my things were seven and nine. So my evenings were fucked. I missed dinner. And then I missed the evening because I wouldn't be done till 10 o'clock. So it was brutal. I had to quit my, my daytime job, you know, because of it. And cause I was like, uh, he, he at first he, he came at me with a certain amount of money and I was like, I can't do that and keep that time frame because I, I work, you know, he's like, well, if I up it some, I was like, if you hit this mark, 
then I will. And then what, what that makes with the rest of the stuff that I do and what my wife makes, it'll be enough to pay my bills. Well, I'll tell you though, I think where he went wrong is I don't think he knew we were all going to talk because we oh, won't yeah. talk. We won't give specific numbers because we're not going to do that. But mm-hmm. one day Lawrence told me what he made and I was like, Oh dude, I make more than you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like you got to go to Nick. He's, he's like, yeah. really? And I was doing less, <laughs> right? Like I was doing way less than Lawrence. Way less. And I'm yeah. like, he's Lawrence is like, how much more do you make? I'm like a lot more. And then I gave him the number and Lawrence is like, are you fucking with me? I'm like, like no. Per, yeah. Yeah. Like per video. Yeah, yeah. I, I was pissed. Yeah, oh. I was, I was making a lot more money. So then Lawrence went and got his Cause, raise. Cause he was, he was paying me. He was paying Ray per video. He was paying me per month. Um, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, I, I'm not gonna say the numbers like Ray. No, said, no, don't, but, don't. But, but my, that was my, bullshit. My number was. <laughs> let's just put it. In, my number was crazy when you heard what. I mean, like I wasn't making millions, obviously, but no, when you but heard was, what, when you heard what I was being paid per video compared to what Lawrence was being paid monthly to put out quadruple, yeah. what I was paying out. Now that fucked me because I went on, or that didn't fuck me, but actually made it better for me. So he gives Lawrence his raise and then he puts me on a monthly payment. So I could just like skip a video and still get paid. So yeah. it was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it helped us. So like we all, we were, we were always talking about how much money each other was making. Adam was the only one that would never reveal how much he was making. Cause I think he was making more than all of us, but <laughs> we would always guy, we would always talk about how much we were making. And as soon as we found out somebody was making more, we were all messaging Nick. We we're like, Hey, and I remember like when I brought Connor on and I made, I got him, like I just, every week I got Connor a bump. I got Connor a bump until he was up making what I was making. Cause it was, and I remember Nick's like, I want to talk to Connor. I'm like, no, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, if you want to talk to Connor, go through me. I'm not letting you fucking sign him and then say, you're going to use him in a different way. He's my partner, my, my partner. Fuck <laughs> you. And then they signed us to these nice loot. They gave us a pretty lucrative deal. And, promised us this and that and gave us the opportunity to bring in ads for our podcast and stuff and then they fired us two months later (laughs) (laughs) but the Uh, one thing i will say and i fought for was i was like don't just fire us and let us go well they gave us almost four months notice yeah it was like a lot of months yeah that's good that's why i I was fighting for it i was like dude because at first nick was nick told me he told me first what was going on and that they was gonna let us go. And he says, Don't say nothing to Ray. He says that to everybody. When but he you tells hear- you something, he don't want you to tell it to somebody else. Well, the very awesome. next stream that we was on. The very next stream, it was that night. He yeah, was that he- night. Yeah. But you want to hear? I think we've told the story a million times. We need yeah. stories, but right. So I had pitched a show idea to Nick mm-hmm. just like a week before this happened. Mm-hmm. And my idea was so. As I've explained to people before, we consume sports media in Canada differently Mm -hmm. than Americans consume sports media. Like we don't have manufactured debate. We but our sports media can be a little bit boring as well. So I had this like hybrid combination of Canadian sports media and American sports media, which really, if you look at my podcast the way it is now, it's probably that was sort of the idea I had was this hybrid where I'll drop all the stats and, and, and everything like here's, you know, all the facts. And then Lawrence, give me your opinion. And that's sort of the American piece of it. Right. So we get that. It's a nice little blend, not manufactured debate, but strong opinion, factual facts. And it all comes together. So I pitched this idea. He's like, that's a great idea. Give me a demo. 
So I call Lawrence. I'm like, hey, man, can you do a demo with me? He's like, absolutely. This is like on the Thursday. He finds out on the Friday that we're all getting canned, right? So Friday, we show up to fucking film this demo. We do this whole demo, right? We do the boom, 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 boom. It wasn't very good, but we got the concept of it, and it, mm. it would have grown. And um, I don't think he knew I was doing it for Sportscaster. I just said, come do this demo with me. And then after, I'm like, yeah, I pitched this to I Nick thought, last I week. Thought, yeah, I thought it was going to be for the YouTube. And I was like, yeah, yeah. hell yeah, you know? Yeah, so I tell him, like, yeah, I pitched this to Nick last week. I told him I only want you because I only wanted Lawrence on it. I'm like, I wanted Lawrence. We have good chemistry. And it's because football season was ending, so all our pregame shit was going away. And I was scared that they're going to be like, get together at 7 o'clock every day and talk about Dak Prescott. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like... You know, I want Lawrence and I to do a joke and do his own shit. And, you know, we'll just whatever. And Lawrence is like, oh, have you talked to Nick yet? And I'm like, we just, <laughs> we just recorded this demo. And I'm like, no. I'm like, I got an email from a meeting with a Monday. Lawrence is like, oh, okay. okay. And I'm like, what? No, I can't. What? I all right. You didn't hear this from me. I'm like, what? We're all getting fired. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was like at like nine o'clock on Friday night. I walk upstairs. I go down all excited because I'm fucking doing this new demo. I'm finally doing this show I want to do. It's going to be all over clutch points. It's going to have thousands of views. I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I want to bring this new sort of media gimmick, something that's not really happening, bring this new sort of different sports content out. And I'm all excited when I come down. I come upstairs all fucking depressed. But I was like, what? I'm like, I'm getting fired on Monday. <laughs> and here's the best part. Two weeks before that, Connor had just spent like 800 bucks on a new laptop, laptop. and a fucking mic and all this <laughs> shit. And I made him do it because I was like, dude, we just signed this big deal with Sportscaster. Sports you got to buy the shit. So black friday man november 20 or uh, whatever it was it's 26 whatever he goes out and buys the shit <laughs> and he gets fucking <laughs> he gets bombasted it's li- oh fuck oh man <laughs> oh. and that's the life of us who bring content to that's you guys the content creator i can't mm-hmm. even like explain anybody who's thinking about a, a, a doing content like it's i can't even explain it so you're always looking for new opportunities. Even if you've got all the opportunities in the world, you're always looking for a new way of, of presenting content and making new content because right. you never know how long what you got going is going to last. And every time you find a new thing, you always got to make sure that you can still do the other thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm like, all right, can I, like when I signed with Dean Blendell, right? I signed with them. <clears throat> month ago now by the way guys best fucking decision i ever made it's it's so great over there but um you know when i the first thing i asked I'm like can i still do news break can i still do youtube can i still bring my sponsors over can i still yeah fuck do what you're doing okay beautiful let's do it i'm allowed i write blogs for them they told me i could keep my own blog site going if i wanted i haven't but you know what i mean and no one read it anyways so but i'm like you know it, it's great exposure for me over there but yeah it's um it's always looking for new opportunities. It's, I'm, I mean, I've spoken publicly about Nick and Sportscaster so many times that bridge is probably fucking fried to the ground and burnt and gone. Um, but I'm always looking for I can't for talk new... too bad about Nick. I didn't, I don't think I've talked bad about Nick. I was bitter, right? Connor yeah. and I were very bitter when we got fired, and that's when we talked the worst about Sportscaster. We have, 
since then both said it was a great opportunity and you know i mean they gave us our they gave me my first break and i, I do appreciate it i was just i was so bitter when they fired us because oh, yeah. i had given up everything on youtube i'd given up everything i had done yeah. and i went full force in a sportscaster and i had a good following and shit and i went full force in the sportscaster and i got two years out of it and i think about it now like fuck i should you know i should be just happy with two but at the time because we just signed in October, Connor just dumped this money, and then we fucking find out you're done in, in March, right? And now we're trying to scramble, and we're talking about networks, and we're talking about this, and we're all oh, we should do this, and fucking Adam wants me to do this with him. Then I find out the amount of work he fucking needs out of me, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't fucking do that. All right, Connor and I are just gonna do a podcast on our own. Oh fuck it, we're gonna bring Lawrence in. Oh, we're gonna bring Sarah, and we're gonna bring Tyson in. Fuck, now we're making too much money, and the government's taking too much money away from us. Oh fuck, this new bill's coming, and we're fucked. Fuck Lawrence, we can't do it anymore. You know, like it's just like god gosh so, darn it another thing if it wasn't for sportscaster and nick i wouldn't currently be you know the broadcast coordinator and voice of a professional basketball team you sure. know so and 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 technically i still work for nick in that aspect because he owns panda you know the well the, you the work for company. them and they lease to nick nick yeah, technically yeah. works for you yeah because you're yeah. the client yeah <laughs> no, nick, i'm your boss <laughs> yeah it's so yeah it's uh it's it's a it's a weird game you know mm -hmm. and that's why like i said at the beginning you gotta love it because this isn't a fucking glamorous fucking business to be in it, it's you know tyson over at mass you know masterworks says it all the time as soon as this isn't fun i quit mm -hmm. you know what i mean like and i feel exactly the same like I love like it, it's yeah I love seeing you guys I love being here but like I gotta still cut two more fucking videos like I gotta cut two more things after this I gotta do all my news break shit and I got this other little side project I started because why wouldn't I right um and it's you got to enjoy it like it, it, because basically I come home from work at six spend an hour with my family by seven thirty I'm working working till eleven o'clock at night again right and if you're not enjoying it you're you're gonna hate doing it and if you hate doing it it's what's the fucking point because we don't as lawrence can tell you we don't make enough money to 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 put in the amount this part here is the easy part this is the fun part it's all the behind the scenes shit that's that takes yeah. all the time absolutely especially when you try to upload a five minute video to news break and it takes fucking an hour and a half because their servers are fucking slow or whatever it's yesterday i was trying to upload a literal three minute video and it took longer to upload than it did the 50 minute video that i started at the exact same time on youtube do you know what i do you know what i do now I set my alarm for six in the morning and I upload it at six in the morning because that's when the servers are the like nobody's on and the most nobody's open. on. Yep. No, you put a five minute video at six in the morning. Holy geez, three seconds. It's up in 100%. It's so up I, and running. Yep. I legit set my alarm for 5 30 every day, seven days a week, and get up. So at 6 a.m., I can upload my videos to Newsbreak. Nobody says it's. <laughs> It's, it's brutal. But Newsbreak, Newsbreak has been weird for me this week. So I average All like my video. Yeah videos are you right are down to down like, okay so, like a tenth of what i'm normally no, okay used to. then that's good then that's good then that means they're having a counter problem this happened a couple months ago all of a sudden you're going to look at it and they're all going to be up in the thousands that happened to me okay. a few months ago because since saturday like because i usually average mm -hmm. anywhere between 1700 to 2500 views on an average video i have some 18,000 20,000 like i get some good counts 
since Saturday, I've been at like 500, 400, 300, 200, yeah. 600. Yep. I had one that hit like 1100. So that means that 1100 one's probably closer to like a 10,000. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And, 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 and it took something week. was up anyhow, because it took a week for them to Sorry. even register that we even uploaded videos. Yeah. It took a week for them to even show us any payment, which I'm not looking at anymore, by the way, until the next month, because I'm not setting myself up anymore. I'm not going to talk bad because they still pay me, but. Let's just say I thought I was making a lot more money than than they're paying yeah. me. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's, it's good money. I can't snub my nose at what they're giving me. But I know I was bitching to Lawrence and I'm like, I'm fucking talking about pretty decent numbers here. I'm like, I'm in the thousands. And I'm like, I can't fucking believe this is all they're giving me after they told me they're going to give me this. I'm like, I sound like such a fucking whiny little bitch right now. Considering you're still making more than I am, but you're uploading a hell of a lot more than I am. I so. am. I do. I my stupid agreement with them. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know that um, I gave up a paid gig to go on Dean Blundell? Dean Blundell offered me, gave me an opportunity. That's all they offered me was an opportunity, an opportunity to give me sponsors, an opportunity to give me Canadian exposure, an opportunity to do shit. I was speaking to, I'll say the name when we're off air, uh, but I was speaking to another big football network and they had a lot of individual podcast like the believe in it's kind of like a believe you know believe in Colts, but they their nfl guy had disappeared and i had just done the transition to talking football with ray and they were offering me decent money to go in and do my like, to convert my podcast over to them but i chose to go to dean blundell for nothing um just for the opportunity because i need some canadian exposure it's just with with the way my media operates and the way my everything operates it's um so sometimes you got to make tough in this business. You got to make tough decisions. You got to, sometimes you can't chase the money. You got to let the money come. And that's what I'm doing with Blundell. I'm just letting I, the money come. I've had to turn down so many people over this past seven, eight months. And, you know, when you first start having to do it, you kind of feel bad. Cause you're like, am I making a bad decision here? You know? And then after like, uh, and then once the, the offers keep rolling in and rolling in and rolling in right. and you're like, I, I can't do it. Uh, the money's not enough or I can't roll, roll with what you're asking me to do or something. You realize, you know what? You're doing what's best for you at that time. Don't worry about them. Don't, don't, don't shut them out hard, obviously, but no. just let them know that at this point, it's not what's best for me at this time, perhaps in the future, you know, something so, like well, that. Somebody asked me if they thought if I made the, the, you know, do you feel like you made the right decision a month in? Because it would have been payday. The guy who got me in, oh yeah, who just got his paycheck, which was similar to sportscaster money. So Lawrence knows what that money's like. Says, oh, sorry, uh, do you regret it yet? Because your payday was zero this month and mine was this and this. And I was like, dude, I just did a half hour, 25 minute guest spot on Blundell's show on Tuesday and got 50 new twitter subscribers and fucking a bunch of hits on my blogs and hits on my blogs or more views on my shit which my sponsors paid me like symbol pays me more money for every view and i'm like dude this is why i did it he's the number two fucking news podcast in canada he's the number one podcast network in canada i'm like i needed i get buried in the states i'm a canadian who talks about football not a lot of people are interested in me you know what i mean like i'm a a Canadian with a Toronto accent. So I sound a little New Yorky. And I said, and I, I don't, 
as soon as I, I've told companies, Colorcast, I couldn't do anything for them forever because I was Canadian. Their app didn't even work in Canada. I'm like, so I need Canadian exposure. So yeah, no, I don't regret it at all. And plus over there, they let me be me. You know what I mean? Like this is live. This is right now. This is going to be on the website. It's and And they let me just swear and talk about i just wrote a, i literally wrote an article tonight where i said tom brady's gonna give the buffalo but i yeah i read this who's your yeah. daddy I, I, awesome. I, yeah yeah i said tom brady's <laughs> been your daddy he's gonna give the, the bills a royal ass kicking um yeah. if you don't think it's gonna happen you've jumped through too many tables i fucking said at the end if the buffalo bills win it doesn't bother me so chill out eat some hot wings Slam your girlfriend through a sturdy plastic or slam your wife through a sturdy plastic table and enjoy the game. I fucking wrote that on a blog for a website. There is no other website in the world that's just going to allow me to troll and talk shit and have fun the way they do. You know what I mean? So you're saying the Bills have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) You actually set me up perfect to post my fucking blog because I just finished it. I was like, oh, perfect. I can post my blog as my response. That's funny. Seriously, though, as somebody who's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. No, no, no. Go first. Go first. Oh, I was just going to say, as somebody who had never watched Dean, never really been exposed to any of his his content, and I watched Ray's spot the other day, seems like a cool dude you know i i like that i like that mentality of he may be the quote-unquote owner but he was just he was just talking he was talking the way we are there was no you know pretense to it there was no pomp you know it was just come in let's talk about what we're talking about and let's so I'm not I'm not gonna bullshit you this I'm not not even just because I'm on the website I'm not gonna bullshit anything about anything I have mimicked things way before I was on the website from Dean Blundell. Okay. You guys know really? when I clap when the when guests come on and I'm like, and our guest says Lawrence Owen and Lauren and Connor and I would clap and cheer. I stole that directly from Dean Blundell. <laughs> I really? told him that. I ripped things off. So remember I was telling you about how we, we consume sports differently, and I had this idea. Dean Blundell was, I guess, what you call a shock jock on a, on a, a toronto radio station here was like you know heavy metal rock and roll whatever and um he got fired for whatever reason and he and he came over to the fan 590 which was our sports radio station and i was like at the point where this was like before podcasts were really a thing and i was like i like talk radio so i was switching in between the fan and this like 680 news, like just where they would talk about local politics and shit. Cause, cause I'm not first thing in the morning, I'm not in the music. I just want to listen to talk radio and whatever. And Blundell gets hired for the morning show. And I knew him, everybody knew anybody in my area knew who Dean Blundell was, but I never really listened to him. Anyways, uh, I started listening to the fan and I fucking fell in love with his style of, of broadcasting because he was a little edgy, but it wasn't fake. Like you could tell he was being genuine. Unfortunately, the guys they had around him, like this guy, George Russick, he fucking would start like copying fucking like the like Dean's fucking demeanor and shit. And like George was just this fucking nerdy fucking sports geek. And I was like, like, just be you, right? Like I like people who are authentic. And I was telling them, it's funny, I met Dean, like, had a meeting with him this week for, like, our first real, like, face-to-face fucking, you know, long meeting. Talked for about an hour the other morning, and I was telling him, I said, you know what? I said, I've mimicked so much shit. And I started telling him some of the stuff I stole. And I said to her, I didn't say mimic, I said, I've stolen so many things from you. 
I said, and then uh, that's why I don't know, Mike, you watched the spot. I don't know if you noticed when he announced me, he went right into the camera clapping. It's because I just told him that morning that I stole the clap from him, right? Like the, the clapping when people come on. Yep. He he interviewed Goose Gossage in 2015 after Goose Gossage came out and basically said that Latinos were ruining baseball, <laughs> right? And Dean had this confrontation with him, but Goose was like being like sounded at the end of it, like Dean handled the whole thing with edge, but class and goose sounded like a fucking idiot by the end of it. Right. And I was always like, that's what I want. Like, I want to be, I want to piss people off, but I like, you know, like I've become like a troll. I become like, you know what I mean? People are like, but I don't troll in the traditional sense of like, I'm going to, yeah, yeah, you, you want them. I write blogs. You want to, you want to mind fuck. People. I write like, I write blogs where I'm like Brady's your daddy and he's gonna smack you around and slam your wife through a table and I try to like do it that way. That's how I could probably explain Dumb Blundell. He was like a fucking a blo- <laughs> a, a troll on the radio. Yeah, so and, I don't know if you know the Boston media too much, but um, and of course I just had the name and lost it. But he there was a guy very similar. He's on WEEI now. Uh, Greg Hill. He used to do a show on a rock station. And went went to sports. Very similar. I don't think he has quite the following Dean does in Canada, but very similar. It's kind of funny, actually. <clears throat> no, that's awesome. So yeah, so I I kind of I don't know if you guys remember this. Connor and I actually talked about it on the podcast. I think it was this winter, but Dean followed me on Twitter. This is yeah. way before I got approached by them, and I fucking <laughs> fanboyed out like a fucking dude. I posted it on Facebook. I was like, oh, Dean, fucking, you guys don't understand. Like, I was such a, like, I'm, I am such a big fan. I still listen to his podcast and I love it now because I'm a creator. Like, I comment shit and he puts it on the screen and I'm just like, ooh, but, um, like, I, and you could see you were, uh, I, I've written this, you, you could, you said I was nervous, nervous, right? Yeah. I was nervous. Well, here's the thing. So here's this guy that I have, I don't want to idolize isn't the right word, but here's this guy that I, I'm such a fan of that I've respected so much in the way he handled himself that I mimicked things. Like I brought an element to his show to try to develop mine. Right. All of a sudden I'm getting a DM from him on a Tuesday morning going like, Hey, are you around? You want to pop on a call and have a chat? Right. I mean, wow. I'm not saying this is fucking Dequel Jackson's like fucking, you know, or yeah. you know, fucking territory, but but it was a as a Canadian, it was a big like it, for me, it was yeah, a big for deal. I, a good deal. And, and, now, and now here here's a question for Ray: If you were doing a spot with Dean and Lauren said he had Willie McGinnis on, would you drop Dean and jump over to Lawrence's channel? I think that if I told Dean I got a chance to do a spot with Willie McGinnis and I chose to do a spot with him, he'd probably say, why the fuck are you over here? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it was like, so all of a sudden I'm like, hey, he's like, you know, hey, you want to come in and have a chat? Dude, I'm like, yeah, I'm around. My fuck, I go for a smoke waiting for him to send the fucking thing. I'm not even lying because my fuck is Hey, Francisco, what's up, brother? I'm outside having a having a smoke you know puffing away fucking waiting for him to send me the link my fucking knees are shaking like i'm about to have a face-to-face fucking with blundell first thing he says to me is how do you like my fucking hair you like this bedhead and i'm just (laughs) but you know what you have a child like he's a real fucking guy i'm not gonna talk about what we talked about but like 
all of a sudden we both start fucking opening up to each other so some real like serious shit and it's like a fucking half an hour of that then we get into half an hour of football like we had a real conversation and then at the end i just fucking like told him like dude i've stolen so much shit from you and he's laughing and he's like <laughs> and he's telling then it was cool about it he starts explaining to me why like he explained to me why he did the clap and all that kind of shit and it makes even more oh, sense cool. to me now and 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 i'm still like when i I'll probably I should probably clap for my guest host to come in every week, but now they're just regulars. But remember, like when Lawrence would just be a guest with Connor and I, we always clap for him. Whoever came on, I stole that from Dean. Um, the fact that I'm just referring to him as Dean to me is fucking mind blowing because he was always Blundell. I always referred to him as Blundell. He was Blundell in the morning. It was the Blundell show on the Fan Five Ninety. And the fact that I'm just sitting here being like, yeah, I was talking to Dean. It was a fucking good time. It's a big fucking deal for me. Like, it, it's I'm meeting one of my, uh, I don't want to say peers because he's way above me, but in the content creating, at, you know, sphere. And I'm fucking writing for his site. He's writing me, DMing me like, hey, I love that fucking blog. You know, responding to me on Twitter and letting me do fucking bits on his show. And uh, I will tell the Patreon crew when we're not live something that we got planned going forward, but I'm going to be on that show a lot more um, in the future. And I, nice. I'm not sure if I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say, if I'm supposed to say anything. So I will, but I'll tell you guys what I'm doing when we go off air, which is right now. So I'm just going to drop all you guys out. Don't go anywhere. Cause I'm going to bring you all back, but I want to thank all of my Patreon crew for coming in. Thanks to everybody who watched the show tonight. I know we didn't talk about any sports, but you know, at some nights, it's it's Friday night. This is a night that there's no plan. There's no nothing. We just sit around. We talk shit, um, you know, and you can be a part of it. And we're not done yet, man. We're going to keep talking shit after. But you guys all came here, and thank you for watching Talking Football with Ray, even though we didn't talk any football. Of course, you know, I am the king of self-promotion, so I'm going to finish off with some self-promotion. And you can find all of my content all over the Internet. Find me on YouTube, Twitter, Newsbreak, Patreon, all of the podcast networks, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, of course, you can find me, uh, you can find my podcast and my blogs over at deanblundell.com. Make sure that you check out my YouTube channels and uh, make sure you come check out my exclusive content that I have over on the Ray Route Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. You could have been a part of tonight's show or you could have been in the hangout after the show. Links are in the threads and descriptions. No matter how you're watching or listening, make sure that you hit that like button. If you haven't done it already, follow me on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on the podcast networks. Thank you to my sponsors over at Newsbreak. Make sure that you support the channel and the podcast by downloading the free link that I left in the description until Monday at 7.30. You thank you for tuning in to Talking Football with Ray. And remember, you're all legit, kid. do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports marianne iveson from iveson voice and the let's take this outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, 
Bitcoin and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.